evening everyone so any any questions tonight yes um, I've always had trouble focusing my whole life so job has always been difficult. And um, for some reason, Hanuman keeps, I've been reading, Hanuman's name just keeps coming up, and I have a really beautiful deity of Hanuman, and I'm wondering if it's okay to, and I figure he's totally focused on the name of Ram. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just wondering if it's okay to pray to Hanuman to help me focus on Sure. Yeah, we, um, of course, honor all of the uh, Lord's devotees and all the forms in which he appears. <clears throat> and um, you find some prayers uh, somewhat along those lines in the writings of Bhaktivinod, petitioning Nishimadev, for example, for help in his pursuit of Rag Bhakti, and um, um, Ram as well, in, in his Navadvi Bhavataranga. So, um, when Krishna says, I shall have no other gods before me, <laughs> Sarva Dharman Pritta Jamami Kam Saranam Raja. That's um, our version of that. Um, he doesn't necessarily refer to the fact that he himself has many forms when he's making that statement, but rather with regard not only to um, uh, gods with a small g, um, but really to a conception of the divinity that, uh, at least in the Gita, how he's speaking, that, that isn't focused on himself. There's a beautiful example in Brahma Samhita of, of an overview of various gods and goddesses all being glorified in relation to uh, Govinda. Govinda Madhi Purusham Tamaham Bajami and Rama, what is it, Ram, Ram's mentioned in there, Ganesh, Brahma, Shiva, Devi, Durga, so on and so forth. Um, so we have uh, that, um, and Hanuman's like a god, I mean, he's Bhagavan Hanuman, he, he's a devotee, but he's uh, certainly a very worshipable one. So a form of divinity, a manifestation of, of, of bhakti to Krishna and the empowerment of, of Ram and so forth. So um, when we say Krishna, in one sense, um, Krishna Anushilana means Krishna in his form, different forms, not necessarily his devotees, but he himself says, aside from the fact that um, he is the... Um, object of love, that he has an object of love of his own, which is his devotees. So, um, Tadiya Seva, worshipping that which is dear to him. 
So there's a place for that. But my point was um, that not only uh, it's not so much not worshiping different gods, but but it's more understanding the gods and goddesses and so forth in the right uh, light. Um, there's a beautiful deity of Mishringadev in Jaipur, worshipped previously worshipped by Jiva Goswami. Oh, yeah. hmm. So you had his darshan. So when I went there and had his darshan, then I certainly petitioned him to understand the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm. He's the he's the uh, the deity of Sridhar Swami, whose commentary on Bhagavatam. She, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was so much appreciated, and whose commentary, all of our commentators, Sanatana Goswami I, Jiva Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravartitaka, and so forth, follow in the lead of. Hmm? So, um, there's kind of an example of, of what you're talking about. Um, and um, it involves, as I say, the proper... Uh, perspective, so it's not that we don't worship other gods or, um, in this case, uh, devotees of other forms of the Godhead necessarily. We worship them all uh, from a certain angle of vision, and that angle of vision, in, 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 in short, in brief, is Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Now, some people take Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam to um, interpret it to be some type of a fault finding in other gods and goddesses. You do find some extreme examples of that in the writing of very extraordinary devotees. When Prabodhananda Saraswati says, for example, who cares for Varaha lifting the earth? Big deal. <laughs> or this one did that and that since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared. And, and comparatively, there's something to be said for that. The contribution of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is immense by, by comparison. But out of bhava, hmm, making such statements... There's no um, question of offense, but without bhava, um, decrying even the devas, hmm, to speak of other avatars and so forth, is, is, uh, will be problematic for one's progress. Um, I once went, uh, I've told the story before, some of you may be familiar with it, but I went on my way to India, I was held over in, I think it was Singapore, and there was a, a, uh, a Hindu run a vegetarian restaurant that a godbrother of mine told me about if you get hung over in Singapore for the night um, go there hmm, for your meal there are South Indian Brahmins and so forth so I went there and the uh, it was a quiet night nice place and uh, the uh, one of the leaders or owners um, came and, and, and spoke with me and uh, we had a nice conversation, and they were all a community of Shaivites, Brahmins from South India. And so after we talked for some time, then he, it turned out he was kind of checking me out. Hmm? And he was pleased with what he had heard, and, and he and he told me, the reason I would, you know, wanted to meet you and talk with you is because some years ago, some devotees, quote-unquote, of Krishna came here, and they started a, a center, and our community was helping them. But they spoke so offensively about Shiva mm-hmm. that we couldn't tolerate it. And some greater, uh, 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 a large number of the community complained 
to the government and had them kicked out of the country, had their visas, you know, not renewed, something like that. <laughs> can imagine what group they might have been affiliated with, but um, uh, that kind of uh, uh, fanaticism. I mean, Krishna says in the Gita, worship of the demigods is for the less intelligent people. So that has to be understood, put in perspective. And there are less intelligent people, they should be encouraged to worship the demigods, probably. We should be encouraged to worship them in light of the fact that they derive their power from Krishna. So it's just a question of giving the right, right perspective. Then everybody, when we speak of the gods, goddesses, and great devotees, everyone and everything is is worshipable. Hmm. From the devotee's perspective, we can see something as a manifestation of Krishna's Maya Shakti, and offer arctic and worship and uh, bathe it and so forth in that light. Hmm and attain Krishna consciousness as possible. So it is a question of perspective and consciousness and so forth. So, um, um, and there are, there are a number of um, examples. I would uh, connect my petition of Hanuman with some glorification of Morari Gupta. Mari Gupta was very, very uh, dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a little older than Mahaprabhu, but a classmate nonetheless. And uh, he's the first to write about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life. And, and uh, there's some very touching um, um, leelas. Uh, um, between him and Mahaprabhu, mentioned in Chaitanya, Chaitanya Bhagavatam, Meltir, your heart. So um, he was the Ram of Gorlila. Mahaprabhu wrote on his head, Ram, said you are Hanuman. Once he revealed himself for who he was, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But prior to that, in their classmate days before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed himself as a Vaishnava and as, as, as Bhagavan, they had very intimate dealings. So we're going to read about that. Some of these class, 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 um, School time, Poganda Leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu next week. We'll maybe have some discussion about that. <clears throat> very, very touching, very endearing. <clears throat> so, we think of Hanuman, and we think of Marari Gupta. He's the Hanuman of Gorlila. So he had some place, right, in Mahaprabhu's uh, pastimes. And um, he, it's he who, again, he wrote the first book on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes that others drew from. Vrindavan Das's book was most famous and much more extensive than uh, Morari's, but uh, those notes were there. He was a, a member of the entourage. Vrindavan Das is, is in, several times in his book is 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 would just break your heart to hear him lament that he was came just after the passing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's said to be the last initiated disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. So somehow he just got in under the wire there, but missed all the Navadvip pastimes. And so much of his um, insight about them comes from Rari, Rari Gupta's writing. So he said, Hanuman plays an important role in uh, in the, the Gorlila in the form of Rari Gupta. Take shelter of him, he'll help you pay attention. That's true, Ram was very fixed on... Uh, or excuse me, Hanuman, very fixed on Ram Nam, a good example of, of course, of Dasya Bhakti. 
our interest is not dasya bhakti in one sense, but in another sense, of course, it is, because in relation to Gaur-lila, then our ideal is dasya bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, just like we see in Hanuman, and everybody else, for that matter. So dasya bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you can fix up your sarup and your ideal. Hmm. No further question. You want to be... Uh, uh, you want to be in the Gaur Lila. You want to be a Brahmin. In the Krishna Lila, you want to be a, a Vaishya or a Vira, a, a, a village person. Hmm? So that, and that's how we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In Krishna Lila, he's a he's a type of Vaishya, a Vira, some percentage Brahmin, and the rest Vaishya. And in and in Gaur Lila, then he's he's from the Brahmin family. So our ideal in terms of prayojan attainment is to uh, have a, uh, attain dasi bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the corresponding then place in uh, in Krishna Lila as a handmaiden of Radha or the friend of Krishna. <clears throat> so we can. Take help from Murray Gupta for that. He's a very, very good example, very dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So there's an example: Hanuman appearing. Uh, all these these devotees appear in different leelas, accompanying the Lord in different forms and so forth. Hmm? As there is Swami Bhagawan, and he has many forms, and all those forms are within him, and then separate from him when they manifest for their particular leelas. So in all the bridge bhasis, then. They have expansions of themselves to follow the Lord in his different, in his different leelas and his different forms. Hmm? Like we were saying the other day, Nard coming out of Madhu Mangal. Hmm? So, Murari Gupta coming out of Hanuman. Gorlila is particularly uh, special uh, in, in that regard, of course, because we have this crossover. In other words, if Krishna appears in Mathura and in Dwarka, um, it's Krishna. So in Dwarka, Radharani is there as Satyabhama. In Dwarka, uh, Chandravali is there as Rukmini, for example. Hmm. Um, and there may be some different opinions. Hmm. There is an opinion that Sridham takes the form of, of um, Garuda. Because in Krishna Lila, Krishna is carrying Sridham most of the time because he's defeated by Sridham, has to carry him on his shoulders. So in the Dwarka Lila, then Sridham is carrying Krishna as Garuda. That's peculiar. Uh, I used to say there are different opinions because in the Sandarvas, Jiva Goswami has identified Garuda as a Nitya Siddha of Tatasta Shakti. Hmm. We don't think of Sridham exactly in that way, but he must merge with the Nityasiddha Tatastasakti uh, uh, Garuda for the sake of participating in that Leela. There are also, the point being as an aside, there are Tatastasakti Jivas who are Nityasiddhas, and then there are Tatastasakti Jivas that are Nityabhadas, who can become Siddhas. But besides the Tatasta Jivas who are Nitya Siddhas in, in, in Baikuntha and Goloka and so forth. Then there are the other entourage 
Parshads of associates of Mahaprabhu are not constituted of Tatasta Shakti, but Swarup Shakti. Hmm? Um, so one might ask, why are there Tatasta Shakti jivas that are Nitya Siddha, and why are some of them Nitya Bada? Hmm? Because Bhagawan manifests them in some. I mean, it's not. There's no beginning to that. So that so that the idea of the Tasta Sakti can be, it can be clear. They, if they weren't there, you could say, how can you say they could live on either side? They're there also. They are already there. <laughs> so it's possible. Tasta Sakti can live in the material world and it could live in the spiritual world under in either environment. It can only thrive in the in the latter, of course. Hmm. So at any rate, as I was saying. Um, there's this follow-through, right, from Krishna Lila, from Mathura to Dwarka, to uh, Mathura to Dwarka, to, to Narayan and Vaikuntha. Hmm? Even the Chaturvyuha is present in Vrindavan, hmm? although they're more prominent in, in Mathura and Dwarka, where the son and grandson of Krishna, um, Pradyumna and Aniruddha, are, are born, hmm? but they're there also. In uh, in in um, in Braj, <clears throat> so and of course Krishna and Balaram are the origin of that. They're they're very prominently there. Um, <clears throat> Ujjwal Saka, for example, who is the, who's Cupid personified. Hmm? He's Pradyumna in in Krishna Lila in Braj, hmm? um, one of the Priyanarma Sakas. Uh, so, but at any rate, there's this progression, right? And it, uh, and the devotees are accompanying. I'm saying as well. But in Gorlila, you have this special situation where there's this crossover because you have Krishna's devotees there and Ram's devotees are there. For, in the in the Hanuman is the classic Murari Gupta example. So it's a very special uh, dispensation. We find devotees from different parts. Hmm? Hmm. Um, coming to participate in the dispensation of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> so to get uh, to have some access there, to have some connection with that, that's a good... Uh, you're coming with a very high uh, recommendation to come from from Gaurlila. Mahaprabhu makes the point, the more one focuses on Gaurlila, serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the more one ends up in connection with Radha, who's the Vrindavaneshwari, the more one enters into Vrindavan. Hmm? Someone told me that they, I'm having trouble you know, kind of like thinking about Radharani, meditating on Radharani, uh, exactly how to conceptualize that. I said, very easy to do. She has beautiful long hair and a golden form and is dancing in Sankirtan. <laughs> <laughs> in Gorlila. Very easy to meditate on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's doing the same things we're do- we should say. We're doing the things that he was doing. We're going through the motions of the things that he was doing, is doing out of ecstasy, right? And that will foster that kind of ecstasy. So, don't ever uh, think that uh, worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Gore, Nitai, Gorgadadhar, anything less than worship of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. If you think like that, then you'll never <laughs> enter into Radha and Krishna's Leela. So 
So Hanuman Kijai, Radhagupta Kijai. What else? Another question? Yes. I used to recently in a class that uh, some of the associates of Mahaprabhu are more absorbed in Krishna Lila and some are more absorbed in Gaur Lila. I don't know if you could give some examples. Well, Bhakti makes the statement in his writing that some devotees have more affinity for Gaur Leela, some have more affinity for, for Krishna Leela, some have affinity uh, for both. Mm-hmm. He makes the statement. Um, as far as Mahaprabhu's eternal associates, I think that would be um, another thing. Um, they, they are all members of Krishna Leela coming coming with him. Um, I did answer this question a while back. I guess that's where you're asking it from. Um, I thought it was in a recent class. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it said then. It was a similar question. But um, <clears throat> um, largely depends on Association, um, but it's it's possible. Uh, it's pretty inconceivable, uh, though, to have be a, a Gaudiya Vaishnava who worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would not take part in Krishna Lila. So, it is hard to understand how one could have affinity for one more than the other. Of course, it, it's infinite in each case. So, hmm. infinite love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, infinite love for Krishna, more than infinite is hard to. Imagine, but then we do talk about those kind of things in our lineage. So, mm. I think uh, perhaps in in sadhana and practice, we may find devotees who have more affinity for Pragor Lila and than for Krishna Lila. But um, but there's worship for both and affinity for both, and um, upon attaining perfection, then in Dasi Bhakti and Gorlila and in uh, um, intimacy with uh, uh, in, in Krishna Lila, again, uh, I, I would uh, think that that kind of statement applies more to one's practice. And although it's said that one's practice determines one's perfection. When one's perfection in one's perfection in Gaur Lila involves um, simultaneously perfection in, in Krishna Lila, so let's say by sadhana and sadhana you're more inclined to Gaur Lila. Then it is possible you could attain Gaur Lila, and in the context of Gaur Lila, attain Krishna Lila in the courtyard of Srivas during the kirtan. Hmm. But um, yeah, I would look at it like that more. Hmm. And um, it may be wise also. It's a wise calculation. Hmm. Just like Manjari Bob is a very wise calculation. Hmm. The math underneath it. Same holds true with, uh, uh, for example, the Gopakumar and Brihad Bhagavatam. It's a, it's a wise calculation. He is uh, requested in his form as Sarupa, in the Leela, by Radharani to do some service on her behalf, which involves going to the Braj and collecting this uh, mature Brahmin 
Janasharma was his name, and bringing him into the Leela. She tells him to do that. And uh, he he responds that, or he, he reveals that this was a very pleasing idea because although he would miss the cowherding Leela that day, um, he was very happy to do the service of Radharani because that would bring more pleasure to Krishna. That's the math. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So Krishna is the object of love. He's the Rasaraj. So he is the Vishayalamana Krishna and in his different forms, says Ramana you know, depending on each devotee. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the calculation, uh, here he makes a conscious calculation. I'm very happy to do the service of Radha because that will please Krishna even more. And so obviously the objective is to please Krishna. So he kind of lays out the math there, hmm? Under, underlying the bhava, do you understand? And the same is there in, in the Manjari bhava. Manjari bhava, they don't want to have anything to do with Krishna's advances, although there it's a form of romantic love. And Krishna makes advances towards the um, the Manjaris. They have, want nothing to do with him because they um, are chaste in their service, which is kind of a form of dasya, although it's Madhuri Rasa to 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 Radharani. Hmm? And and while some of Radharani's friends will uh, uh, be union with Krishna, it gives her, her pleasure. Their particular speciality is that they won't have anything to do personally with uh, with uh, uh, intimacy, romantic intimacy with Krishna. Hmm? So they refuse his advances and and, and and so forth. And and he takes great pleasure in their mood of uh, devotion to Radha. In other words, if they don't want to be even seen in any way as any kind of competitor with Radha. They're not friends of Radha. They're they're dasis of Radha. Hmm. And for Raghunath Das Goswami says in his writing, I don't want to be the friend. Hmm. He's not really talking about Sakirasa. He's really talking about, I don't want to be... Um, a what of Radharani's friends, who has some some greater equality with her, and who will, without competing with her, for her pleasure at certain times, make a direct connection with Krishna, like Lita, Vishaka, or even the Prisakis who serve them. Hmm. But he says, my position is Dasya. So this is a very peculiar, unique kind of position. But the math is. Underneath this Baba, Krishna takes great pleasure in this. This is more pleasing to him. Hmm? Because who is the object of Krishna's love? It's Radha. So, if you love someone very much and then someone loves them, then they endear themselves to you very naturally. Right? Because the person that you love, you're always trying to please. So if someone's coming to assist you in that, it's very dedicated to that, then naturally they're very dear to you. So that's the math, right? Hmm. So it holds up in both of those uh, ideals. Hmm. 
Sometimes the bhava in in this form of madhurya rasa is called tadbhava or anumodana. Um, it means uh, of the mandra. They don't want to be like some bog, have union, or even any trace of that, but they want to serve the bhava of Radha, facilitate that, and so they imbibe that. But sometimes in the context of the bhava, then there may appear uh, to be um, um, not interested in pleasing Krishna. In the case of Gopkumar or Sarupa, with his form in Golok, he's overtly saying, and he's thinking it, I will please Krishna in this way by serving Radharani. The same is true for the Manjaris. That's the math. Because you're introduced to Gaudiya Vaishnava, you hear me, this is the best way to please Krishna. Hmm? Right? Yes, yes, serve Radha. So, so that, that's kind of the knowledge. There's knowledge to Raghunuga Bhakti also. Most people get involved in Raga Bhakti out of knowledge through association before real taste comes. And therefore we have this term Ajataruchi of Jiva Goswami, Raghunuga Bhakti. Without taste, we have knowledge and uh, as to the nature of the ideal and so forth. This is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is offering us and so forth. So we aim our we make our, our focus there, right? Um, so, so it's the aim. It is the math that underlies the Manjari Bhav. But sometimes the Bhav is so heavy there that you won't find it, for example, in Sakiras where they're going to criticize Krishna. Hmm. Maybe mildly that they'll mean, you know, you know, why don't you give him the pearls, you know, just let it, let it go here, you know. Uh, we know what you really want anyway here, you know, it's, it's going to happen. You're going to get right around his hand and so forth. So, but at any rate, um, you won't find it in the, kind of overtly, but you find, for example, again, referring to Raghunath Das Goswami, um, and he makes statements like, uh, you know, I don't want anything to do with that thief, the black snake, Krishna, criticizing Krishna. Uh, and... Uh, and uh, in, in, the, in the face of the Baba, there may be statements like, "We're not interested in 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 Krishna." Hmm. Um, um, because uh, we're not interested. We're not interested. In, let's see how it would go. We're interested. We're not interested in Radha because. Um, that will please Krishna, but we're interested in uh, the uh, statement of Bhakti Siddhanta. I'm trying to think of it. it was at Radhakund, you know, the story, and someone was paying Dandavats around Radhakund. He said oh, they're different than us. He said they they like Radharani because Radharani is dear to Krishna, but we like. Krishna only because he's dear to Radharani. Hmm? So that seems like a different math, right? <laughs> but it's really power of the Bhava, just speaking. The math is actually the same because Krishna is the object of love. This is clearly established in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And that's our you know, textbook for that. He is the object of love. Now there is this idea that Somehow, 
Radharani gets elevated along with Krishna to be the co-object of love as a duad Radha and Krishna in Manjari Bhav, based on the idea that uh, when Rupa Goswami explains, explains Surit Rati, love of the friend, hmm, the idea being he's talking in that chapter about the Stai Bhav, all the Stai Bhavs, the dominant emotions, are centered on Krishna, right? So everybody in Goloka loves Krishna. So then the question in his mind seems to arise, Rupa Goswami's mind, how does everybody relate to one another? They all love Krishna. How do they feel towards one another? And then he posits this surit rati. Surit means friend, so the love of the friend. Hmm? The basic idea being that everybody, they love one another, and the love of the friend is a sanchari bhav, which augments the stai bhav. Hmm? So... Um, that being said, um, the text goes on to explain that some devotees love Krishna and their friend equally. Some love Krishna a little more than the friend. But in some special case, they love the friend more than Krishna. Hmm? And in that case, it's peculiar because the love of the friend is energized by the love of Krishna in the way that a sanchari bhav energizes a stai bhav. But here the focus is on Radha. So it's almost as if saying Radha has risen now to the platform of being the object of love and having a stai bhav for her. But we can't quite uh, uh, say that. Hmm? Um, some theologians have said, and Radha rises to a co- object of love along with Krishna in this special case. Jiva Goswami says it's Sanchari Bhav, hmm? nonetheless, even though it's acting the opposite. Do you understand the point? The Stai Bhav is dominant and the Sanchari Bhavs come and go and augment it. Hmm? So everybody has love for Krishna and then the Sanchari Bhav, which there are 33, this is a 34th. Hmm? Surit Rati, love of the friends, it augments their love for Krishna. In this case, the love of the friend is slightly more than the love for Krishna, and the love for the friend, love for Krishna, augments the love for the friend. It's acting, so suddenly uh, the stai bhav is acting like a sanchari bhav, the sanchari bhav is acting like a stai bhav, something like that. He calls it babalas, hmm? the ulas bhava, a very exalted bhava. Vishnu Chakravitakura says, it's not a stai bhav and it's not a sanchari bhav. <laughs> It's like its own thing, <laughs> something like that. Um, but, but regardless, however you want to theologize about it, hmm, you cannot take Krishna out of the position of being the object of love. He is Rasaraj. He that's all. If he's if there's somebody else, if it's a, if it's Ryan or Ram, that's him. That's one thing. But if it's uh, uh, Shakti Tattva, that that's a uh, yeah. That doesn't uh, work with the whole uh, f formula of, of, of rasa, if you will. So, so it really is the same. The math is the same, hmm. but we can make statements like that. Strong Radha Dasyam. We don't care about Krishna. We only care about Krishna because Radharani likes him. Otherwise, we don't give a hoot about him. Hmm. 
But really the object is to, is to please him. That's the underlying math. I don't know how we got there from your question, but um, it is an interesting uh, topic. <clears throat> Uh, but anyway, yeah, Gorlila, so there's an affinity maybe there in Sadhana for Gorlila. Someone may live in Navadweep. Hmm? They don't have a natural affinity for Gorlila. Hmm? Or according to their association, their guru, their sadhus they associate with, and so forth. They may put more emphasis on Gorlila in their worship. And that's wise. That's like, I guess that we're got up, and that's like good math. Hmm? But the math is, in one sense, this is how I'll really get a place in Krishna Leela. But sometimes uh, it, it may show up like, you know, Gaur Leela is sufficient. <laughs> but you can't, this is, this is practically in our Sampradaya impossible to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and not um, have a place in Krishna Leela. Maybe a place for worshiping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Vaidhi Bhakti. Unto himself, with Vishnu Priya, but we are not um, advocating that in our sampradaya. Bhakti Vinod may have been referring to that type of but he doesn't give any explanation. So I look at it in that way, maybe in terms of sadhana. There are, I should say that, having said that, there are. There are definitely, uh, during the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and shortly thereafter, there's this Navadweep section of devotees, and then you have your Vrindavan section of devotees, uh, which tends to be represented by the Goswamis, even though they themselves are from the Navadweep area. Right? They met Mahaprabhu in West Bengal, but they were dispatched to Vrindavan, and there they wrote the theology and the philosophy. And in writing, as they did, they, their emphasis was uh, overtly on Radha and Krishna, Krishna Leela, not on Gaur Leela. They've written some short poems about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Astakam, a few prayers. In their, in their books, they offer a pranam to Bhagavan Chaitanya. Um, but then the books are all about Radha and Krishna. They're not writing about Gaurila. Hmm. Um, but what they're doing is establishing some pradaya in the midst of other traditions and so forth, and trying to gain credibility, if you will, for the doctrine of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by drawing from the sacred texts and so on and so forth. So everybody accepts that Krishna is God. So that's an easy starting point. Now from there, I want to say, and he's the source of Narayan. Okay, well then, okay, that's a bit of a challenge, but but I mean, if you're going to start with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, it's like, wait a minute, who? <laughs> Where's that? You know, in 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 the book and so forth. So they have some some strategy to establish the Sampradaya. And, and and they give deference in terms of emphasis to Radha and Krishna and so forth, right along those lines. Now, meanwhile, you have your devotees over in Bengal where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has appeared and they're there, there's, there's, there's associates with him and so forth, and uh, 
their immediate followers, and he's the hometown, you know, boy. So you have this Vrindavan side and this Navadvip side, and in some cases there's almost like some some when it deteriorates out there, there's some opposition between the two sides, and then you have people trying to make Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnu Priya like more than Radha and Krishna. So you have groups like that, which we don't necessarily follow that kind of math, if you will, that kind of arithmetic. Um, but uh, um, you know, th- th- there may be some affinities on either side. But but it's really somewhat superficial, to, to, and you you cannot think that that the Goswamis didn't have the strongest affinity for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Some people criticize them. You know, they didn't write anything about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but they don't you don't understand what they're doing, where they're starting from. Because if you really if you study the Goswamis' books carefully, then you find this insight into the psychology of Krishna, right? In Rasa Lila, which is the very uh, deepest point of the Lila, and there Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born. You understand? He ha- there has to be another Lila to to reconcile the, you know, the, 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 the difficulties that arise in, in Krishna Lila in terms of Krishna tasting the fullness of rasa. So, so then, you know, you can quote, as I said this before, verses here and there, this is, verse means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this is what it's saying. And it's some of the ways in which the Goswamis have done that is very insightful, but I find that this plumbing the depths of the psychology of Krishna is more compelling of praman or evidence for the necessity of an encore lila, for the necessity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And so you go deeply into the Goswami's books and you end up in Gaur-lila, following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his way, the method of it to his uh, own madness, and so forth. Um, but, you know, there are the two, there are the two sides there. Hmm? And overtly, then, you know, you, you find books coming out about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahari Gupta wrote, as we started, right, about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Vrindavan Das wrote a biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, um, what's his name? Um, Kavi Karnapur. And uh, the other one, um, Lochan Das Thakur and Krishna Das Kaviraj. They're all coming from the Bengal side. Hmm. Of course, the same time, the the culmination of all of those sacred biographies is Krishnadasa's Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he was sent to Vrindavan by Nityananda Prabhu, and there he was petitioned and commissioned to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm. It came from the Vrindavan side. The, the, the Goswami, he's a disciple of Raghunathas Goswami who, incidentally, we're studying it now, Muktacharya, at the end of Muktacharya, it says, uh, he offers his respect and desires to live in the company of Krishna's Kaviraj, who is his own disciple. Hmm. What kind of guru and disciple were they? Um, so, but anyway, the, he got the order there, commissioned by Madan Gopal, ordered by the senior Vaishnavas, to write Chaitanya Charitamrita, and they were living on the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Hmm. Hmm. Also, so it's a little artificial in, in, in one sense. Um, 
but there there are those two two divisions, and Sambardaya kind of developed in that way, the emphasis on gore overtly coming out of the Bengal side, hmm? and the emphasis on what gore is about in terms of Krishna Leela and so forth coming out from the, from the Goswamis and the Vrindavan side. And Chaitanya Bhagwat. Uh, I don't know Vrindavan Murari Gupta's book is if it's in Sanskrit or Bengali. I can't remember, but of course, uh, this uh, Lochandas book, uh, Vrindavan's book, Krishna's book are in Bengali. Not that they didn't know Sanskrit, they were scholars, but they were writing for the common people. And it was easy. You know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes were in Navadweep. This is where he came from. This is. You know, the, he appeared in our town, you know, for the Bengalis. And so it's easy to champion his his cause and his person hmm, there, locally. Hmm. And in Puri, too, where he overflowed to. He did go to Vrindavan, but that was a short visit there, and, and, and people didn't barely recognize him, knew him, but his family, his friends, everything, it's all on the, on the other side of India there. Hmm. So, some thoughts on the matter. What else? Yes. So, worshiping or praying to Marari Gupta, that will give someone the inclination towards Ram Bhakti? No, it will give someone, he's a worshiper of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm. with the intensity of Ram, hmm. something like that. It, excuse me, the intensity of Hanuman, Stasya Bhakti, for Ram, something like that. Hmm. Uh, he's associated with Mahaprabhu. His name is powerful, just to say his name. Varigupta Gijai. What's the time? Anything else? Wait, do, do you have a question? You can shoot. But, like, you're kind of big. I have a question. <laughs> Well, in our next lives, are we going to be within the same sangha? Why not? If you, if you want. Yam yam vyapi smaram bhavam tarjayante galebaram. Tantani bhait, what is it? Anyway, uh, next body depends on the, your mind in this body. So, gross body follows a subtle body. So, that's what your heart's mind's desire is. And Yes, you can come and finish Saragrahi and <laughs> be the Acharya, successor. Yes? Um, you were talking on, I don't know if it was the last call, I think it was the last call, um, about how you were getting glorification um, in your younger days, and you were talking about how you kind of saw like the shallowness of that. Um, and I was wondering if you could talk about, like, I guess the mood of, like, glorification of, like, the Vaishnavas and the Guru. Because, like, when you were talking about, the, like, the shallowness, I didn't know if you were talking about, like, you, you started talking about how you really realized that, you know, it was, like, it was only by Prabhupada's grace that you were able to do what you were doing, but I didn't know if you were also talking about, like, I guess, like... It's not shallow on the part of the devotees to glorify the guru and other sadhus and so forth. But the sadhu himself feels that 
what they're really glorifying is is the is the mercy of Guru and Vaishnava and Krishna that I'm made of that makes me able to do thing, everything. So I don't take it uh, as anything. You know, it said uh, God is the ability in in man, something like that. So the, the sadhu, you know, will take it properly. A real sadhu will take it in that light, and um, you know, getting with some sense fine humorous. They're glorifying me, but it's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was doing. Hmm. Prabhupada would say, would would say that. I remember I was standing with him in the eleventh floor at the elevator on the the, the high rise, the not high rise skyscraper in Manhattan. And uh, someone said something to him, you know, Prabhupada, now you are here in, the, you know, Manhattan, the skyscraper. He raised his hand like this, hmm, I'm doing nothing. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is doing. And I'm just, you know, a witness, just, a, just an instrument, something like that. So that's the... It's not to say that he didn't appreciate the glorification. He just thought, well, if they knew, they would, they would say it was, you know, Krishna. And then, then they would say... Yes, we know it's Krishna, but he chose you, so therefore you. Yes, but and then it goes back and forth like that. Some argument. All right, we'll stop there. Shri Shri Goradamadava ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Yeah. 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 Yeah.